What is up, you guys? I hope you are having an amazing, incredible day. Welcome back to the Happy Bod Squad pod. It's your girl, Coach Coco. And today I have the wonderful, the amazing, the energetic, and oh so glittering Coach Shannon here today. We have an amazing episode planned for you. We're going to talk about body image today, such an important topic within the squad. And I just feel within society right now. So what's up coach Shannon? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Hi, what a nice welcome. My gosh. <laughs> yes, of course. Cause I'm so excited to have you for our second ever episode together. If you guys haven't met coach Shannon yet, she's absolutely amazing. We did an intro episode a few months ago and feel free, you know, get to know her on office hours, ask her questions on open coaches panel, because today coach Shannon is going to really share with us how she stopped believing the lies and started living her truth. And so Shannon, why don't you kick us off just sharing a little bit of your own past experiences and your own struggles with body image. So that way clients can kind of get to know what we're going to be talking about today and why this is so important. Well, if any of you listened to the first podcast, um, you know, I'll invite you to do that too. So I don't have to recover everything, but I will start with the fact that, um, I started out in ballet, like in my teens, uh, or even younger actually, but I never really cared. I never really focused on my body until I was told, oh, we want skinny legs in the picture. So we only want the skinny legs. And that was a big, we would hear that all the time, skinny legs, skinny legs in front, skinny legs up front. Um, and I always thought that was me. I never thought anything different. I thought I was fine. And I was never called to be in the front row or the front line. And I, it just kind of deflated me. And I'm one of those people who always liked to be the star of the show and always wanted to be an overachiever. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, so I made that happen. I, it, all through high school, and I think I mentioned this in the last podcast that I joined the track team purposely mm -hmm. to be skinny. It wasn't even really to be an athlete. I didn't care about that. I didn't care about being an athlete. I know that sounds really bad, but I didn't. I just wanted to run off like as much weight as I could. Mm. And I made the front row. And I remember it was a victory. I'm like, I'm making the front row. Yeah. And my teacher is in, hey, look like, go Shannon, she come on front, you know. And um, it was a big eye opener because I started thinking that that was the only way that I was going to be liked was mm -hmm. being skinny. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, um, transpired, I don't know if that's the right word into my adulthood. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and I mentioned this a little bit last time, but I had seen some ESPN, um, uh, sports shows with fitness competitors. Yeah. And I thought, wow, like they're the opposite of me. They're super healthy. They're actually feeding their body and they're getting muscles and beautiful muscles and they look great and they're fit. And oh my gosh. Mm. And that ended up being <laughs> just as bad as being, you know, anorexic. Totally. So I, I mean, one of the things that I noticed was I actually was more concerned about how I looked when I was in doing fitness shows than probably how, I, I mean, I do now, obviously I don't, I, I obviously am not that caring about how, it's not that I don't care about how I look now, but I don't, I'm not as obsessed about it 
yeah. now than I was then. And I, I look back at photos. If you would have seen photos of me, I mean, you would have thought, like, why didn't you just walk around naked? I mean, you were perfect. <laughs> Very humble of you, Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, everybody who does fitness shows, like, uh -huh. they all look amazing. Yeah. And, and that was one of the most horrible times of my life. I did those for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, you know, I coached a lot of other women. I mean, probably 60% of my clientele was all women, some men um, doing those fitness shows. And I actually feel bad about it really? because I, I feel like I was part of their obsession mm -hmm. with yeah. their body image. So well, it's, it's tough, right? Because it's like, on the one hand, it feels like we do this from a space of empowerment, you know? Yes. And then on the other hand, when you get to know it better, sometimes, right, we can be doing it from a place of disempowerment and not feeling enough or not feeling like we have all the right things already within us, right. To be happy. And it's so interesting because like, I have so much respect for people who do bikini competitions because it takes a level of discipline and yeah. commitment that yeah. you don't see anywhere else, right. Correct. And in the world. And yet now being in this industry and in this work for the many years that I have, I'm now learning so many things that just make me sad when I think about the competition world. Cause are there people yeah. who, who do competitions? Are there people who run track and field? Are there people who have really high levels of athleticism and a healthy mindset. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I would imagine if you did a survey and a genuine authentic survey, not like a bullshit, put your best foot forward survey, you would find that the majority of those people are struggling with body image, right? You know, something we talk about all the time within this program is that being skinny and losing weight, mm -hmm. that's not the key to happiness. Mm -hmm. And yet so many of us think it is right. We think if I just lose the weight on, if I get the body, I'll get the guy, I'll get the job, I'll get the lifestyle, I'll get the money, I'll get all the things. And while you might have more confidence to seek those things, you might have more energy to seek those things. It's not the body that's getting you that it's the person that you're allowing yourself to be. And sometimes that confidence does come from losing weight. Like I'm the first and foremost to admit that the most depressed I ever was in my entire life was at my skinniest. Um, mm -hmm. It was actually yeah. after I lost the weight and it had nothing to do with the weight. It had to do with what was going on in my life, right? Things yes. were crumbling down around me. And I thought, well, I'm, if I thought I, if I, when I lost this weight, all my problems would be solved, but it didn't. And so I had to, once I lost the weight, I had to then go on a mental health journey. And that's the thing that not enough people are talking about. It sounds like for you too, Shannon, it's like, you've had this really wonderful physical health journey, but I don't know about you. To me, I would choose the mental health hand over fist at the end of the day. Yeah. 100%. Cool. I was telling, um, I was in one of coach Rio's office hours <clears throat> and um, I forget how the top, how it even came up, mm -hmm. but I said something to the point where I'm the healthiest and most fit I've ever been in my life at going on 47 years old. Mm -hmm. And what I mean is I don't necessarily mean being like fit, like aesthetic or whatever. I mean, the whole thing yeah. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, mm -hmm. um, 
everything is just finally like in line, Mm -hmm. but it took a long time. It took going through those times in my life where I was obsessed. Like I, you, sometimes you have to go through that. Sometimes you have to go through dark times to, to have almost like rock bottom. If I, if you don't mind me saying that. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean, honestly, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what did it for me. I was, um, and I know Martina has talked about this in some of her office hours where she um, knows people who are personal trainers and on Instagram and they post these great pictures of themselves posing. Um, but then when she talks to them in person, they're so insecure. They're extremely insecure and they're comparing themselves to other competitors. And that's what the whole business is about. It's all about comparing yourself. I mean, you know, Jen, you're up on stage and you're up on stage being judged and people are making you do quarter turns and looking at every little nook and cranny. It's very, very vulnerable. Um, but it's, the thing that did it for me was it was like after I turned four, it was like 41 and things just weren't really bouncing back as well as they normally would. Like once you cross that number and I know everyone's sick of hearing that, like, Oh, once you turn 40, everything changes. It doesn't all change, but it does get harder. Let me just put it that way. I'm not going to lie. It gets harder, uh-huh. but um, it just stopped being fun. I'm like, okay, this is just no longer fun. Cause sometimes fitness shows there's like a camaraderie with the girls and you're all dieting at the same time. You're all working out at the same time. Yeah, there's like community for sure. It, is, it totally is. But then it just stopped. It just stopped. And I remember I had this client who was in her fifties still, she probably still competes. I, I don't know. I haven't talked to her. Um, but she was in her late fifties, had one of those bodies that 20 some year olds would kill to have. I mean, she, wow. What had one of those bots? She was a competitor, but here's the thing: she was. That's all she talked about. It's she would text me stuff about I'm feeling bad about myself, Shannon. I'm feeling bad about myself, or she'd come in to talk to me. Um, and the before our workout, it would be an hour of tears about how self conscious she was about her body, and and I'm thinking I'm like you look so amazing, mm-hmm. like. I, but there was nothing you could tell her, and there was a light switch that went off, and I was like, that's gonna be me. Mm. That's gonna be me. Wow. It's going to be me in 15 years. Yeah. I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be obsessed. I'm going to be unhappy. I'm going to be joyless. Yeah. And you, you hit it right on the head when you said, when you thought you were going to lose weight, like you were going to get all, all these things were going to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. I thought like, we think like, we're just going to be happier mm-hmm. if there's a number on the scale that we hit. And it just doesn't happen because we're never really happy. Once we hit that number, we're always like, well, let me try a little bit more. Let me yeah, try. Let me right. let me see how far I can take this. Yeah. How yeah. far I can take this. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? We think we're going to find the happiness at the bottom of the scale. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we don't. And then when that doesn't happen, it's like this, I, it's this crisis. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh my God, everything that I thought I knew was a lie. And was it even worth like, you you know, was this worth it? And then we start second guessing and then, and then, right. We can even get in the point to self-sabotage all the progress and hard work that we did put in. It's like, oh, well, this wasn't even worth it. I don't want to do this anymore. And so that's why we really need to go on this journey for the right reasons. And you know, what you were talking about earlier, where it's like, this isn't our fault, right? We've been fed these lies and media is telling us these lies. And I do feel that there's a lot more at least influencer 
transparency around now, you know, being in the fitness industry for as many years as I have, which you've been in the industry for you, you've been in the industry almost as long as I've been alive, Shannon. And what I love now is I feel there's so much more transparency because even I catch myself getting caught in the comparison syndrome sometimes For sure, girls or these women, I should say with their six pack abs and their huge, like just bubble butts, like not a single ounce of cellulite on their bodies. And, um, even people who've had amazing transformations, you know, there's this influencer Marie Llewellyn. I don't know if you follow her or if anyone, any of our clients follow her. She's an amazing inspiration because she experienced about like a 70, 80 pound weight loss and a very similar, she turned that weight loss, that passion into a business. She and her now husband own bloom supplements, which is, um, they made it on the Forbes 30 under Thor they made it to Forbes 30 under 30. I don't think they've made it to Forbes 500, but I honestly think they're well on their way. Their business has grown and expanded so much. She just launched a podcast. Um, she's doing just amazing things in business. And I respect her so much as a businesswoman. And I catch myself comparing her myself to her because she lost more weight than I did. And yet she has no loose skin. She has six pack abs. She has the butt, she has the body. And I'm like, how did she go from there to there when I see all these other different things? And, um, what I love though, is there's other influencers out there with weight loss transformations who show everything, right? They show yeah. the loose skin, they show the cellulite, they show the good lighting and they show the bad lighting. And that has helped me so much. And if it's helped me, I know that it's helped our clients. I know that it's helped the general public and the general population and recognizing as well. And I don't even think this is like on the roster for today's podcast, but recognizing as well that the influencers out there who have the perfect bodies or the pretty damn near perfect, you have to remember that's their full-time job. Yeah. Their sure. full-time job is going to the gym, prepping meals and creating content. That's it. Mm -hmm. And for our clients, right. It's not realistic to spend three hours a day in the gym. It's they're not home with unlimited time to cook a fresh breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. They, mm -hmm. Um, they don't have the same community resources and time that a lot of these influencers have. And so also giving yourself that permission slip to not compare yourself to someone who has a completely different lifestyle, passion, and genetics than you. Yeah. And yeah. so Shannon, I'm super curious as we talk more about body image, why do you think we're so obsessed with the way that we look? Like, what do you really feel that comes down to? <clears throat> well, I think that media and you you touched upon this earlier, they lie to us, showing mm -hmm. us that if we take a certain product that mm -hmm. we're going to look like X, Y, Z. And most of the time, the people in, that are in the photos they aren't even taking that supplement. <laughs> yes. You know how many supplement companies have stolen my photos <laughs> and used products? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I wow. just found a company today who actually stole one of our client transformation photos. That was a new one for me. I've had my photo stolen, but I've never had a client's photo stolen. I cannot believe that. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so bad. That is so, uh, wow. That's a, I, wow. Wow. Well, hopefully they don't get away with that. Um, but no, but it's true. And there's, there's this really cool documentary. I was just telling Kush Martina about this. Um, it's called, it's a play on words. It's called misrepresentation. 
Ooh. So instead of like MIS representations, MISS representation, mm -hmm. and they take you through what all the um, magazine industry, the photos and the photoshopping, they showed them taking somebody on the cover of like one of the women's magazines who's already a gorgeous model to teeny tiny. Mm -hmm. And they showed how they made her waist even smaller and her arms smaller. Mm -hmm. And she was already a stick. And there was another um, magazine and this was in the same documentary. It was a CrossFit competitor. I think her name was Brooke Entz. And mm -hmm. she's, so if you, any of you know who Brooke or um, who, what CrossFit is, there's a lot of um, women who are very muscular and I find it beautiful. I, I find muscle beautiful. I, I don't find it on, you know, ugly or whatever, but anyhow, so she was on the cover of one of these female magazines and they airbrushed her muscles out. And she, she found out later that they airbrushed her muscles out and she was like, I worked hard for these muscles. Like I, I earned these muscles, like, and you're going to take them out and take them away from me. Like you're making me feel like I'm ugly because I have muscles. And, and so it's, it's like, they're trying to create this ideal woman, whatever that even means. And it's just impossible to live up to because they're constantly editing things. Yeah. And I actually used to train this woman who was a professional photographer and she would travel to like New York and LA for all these workshops. And so she worked with this one woman who was a Victoria's Secret uh, photographer, you know, in editing and every everything. And the woman was showing her work with the Victoria's Secret models. And my client had said to her, like, oh, I love that model's butt. It's so perfect. Mm -hmm. And the woman said, well, I made it smaller. Ugh. And it's like. <laughs> That's so frustrating. Yeah. I had an interesting experience. So I had a photo shoot last week for a special project that I've been working on for months. Um, we finally did a photo shoot last week and the photographer, she's actually a friend of mine, um, but the photographer sent me a contract, pretty standard. And I was reading through the contract and there was this paragraph, there was this clause that said, photographer will not alter the shape of your body in any way during the editing process. The only thing that we agree to retouch upon request are impermanent. I don't know. I don't like impermanent fixtures or something such as acne, bruising, okay. um, or like flyaway hairs or something. Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know exactly how she worded it, but I remember reading that and being like, I've worked with a lot of photographers in the past and I've never seen that clause. And so I actually texted her and I said, Hey, I love this. Is this a mm -hmm. standard photography clause in contracts? Cause she and I, we actually have a special agreement. I get all of my photos unedited because I like them unfiltered. I like them to look as natural and organic as possible. Kind of drives her crazy. Cause she likes to put, you know, like the artistic touch on it. Um, and I said, did you come up with this or is it standard? And she said, no, this is a new clause that I have in all my contracts. Like I'm not going to Photoshop your body, your nose, your abs, your this, your that. Like, I just don't stand for that. And to yeah. me, that made me, I mean, I've worked with her plenty of times in the past. We're friends, but it just made me all the more excited for my yeah. photo shoot because here's the cool thing too. Then I got those photos a week later. I just got them yesterday and looking at them and being like, holy crap, this is the completely raw, unedited, unfiltered, yeah. unretouched version. This looks amazing, you uh, know, and who yeah. knows if I had gotten them thinking she had Photoshopped them, how would I have then seen yeah. them? And so sure. 
it is, it really is just a, such an important thing to talk about and address and be aware of, because we all know that they Photoshop magazine covers. We, we yeah. know that. And yeah. yet we still in the back of our minds, aren't sure about it. And one thing, this is the last thing I'll say, oh, I was so mad. So if you guys know skims, the company, there was a set of, so skims, it was originally a shapewear company by Kim Kardashian, but now they do like loungewear, pajamas, underwear, things like that. And there is this really cute loungewear set that I wanted to get. That was like, you know, women's boxer briefs and like little tank top and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. It's my colors. It's perfect. I want it. And I'm on the website. I'm looking at the photos. The photo of him wearing the set. Oh no. The bathroom sink behind her is like dipping in. Oh God. Oh and I was like, no, nice. It's like, I mean, she looks snatched. Like her waist looks teeny tiny. Her hips look wide, which we all know. Kim Kardashian. We know her. She's famous for her narrow waist and wide hips. Yeah. But I was like, why is the sink C-shaped right yeah. here? Like, it should be straight, like a line. Oh, like, busted. <laughs> Socks. Like they didn't even yeah. try. Like they didn't even check to see if they did a good job photoshopping. Like this was probably yeah. just face tuned. By yeah. some, and it was just so upsetting. And the Kardashians are infamous for face tuning and editing out things like their collarbones, their rib cages, blemishes, mm-hmm. things like, yeah, specifically the collarbone. I don't know why they don't like that. I actually think it's really cool. I love the collarbone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Photoshop that out or, um, mm-hmm. or their lats. I think the lats was one that they like often Photoshop out, but it just bums me out. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, Shannon, I really appreciate you sharing right so far about your challenges and the different things that you've faced with body image. And I'm sure that the ladies listening to this podcast would also love to know what your healing journey looks like. Like what were some of those first steps or the biggest steps that you really took to get to this place that you are now? Um, well, I think it actually started when I was talking about the woman who I was like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be 15 years later and still obsessing about my body to the point where I was boring. I mean, and I hate to say that about her, but it was boring to, to that's all she talked about. I mean, I mean, no one wants to hear that. Mm -hmm. And also realizing too, that, you know, my husband, God bless him. He was there for every contest I did. He supported me through the whole thing. Um, and you know, and I did well, I mean, I was a a title winner. I mean, I did really well, but it came at such a big cost. And I just remember thinking like, I just want to go have a beer with my husband and not care. Like, and I know that sounds so like not a big deal, but I remember telling him when I said, you know what, I think I'm going to retire from this. He got on his knees and put his arms up and he went, yes, (laughs) he never discouraged me. He was, he's, he is my best friend. He was there for me every step of the way. And he never discouraged me, never told me to stop. He was always there. Um, But you know, he's one of those guys who told me, Shannon, I would, I think you would look great with 20 pounds extra on your body. Like he's just one of those people that he likes me just you know, with a little extra softness. <laughs> and one thing that I do want to remind women is I, you know, men tip, most men really don't want skinny people. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to my husband about this one time, we had like a couple clients who were working out at the same time in the gym. And one was really overly concerned about being skinny all the time. That's all she talked about. And there was another gal who kind of had curves and just a beautiful woman. 
And, and she, we knew she had more fun. And, and I said to Jim, I said, just out of curiosity, Jim's my husband, what, who, who, who would, who's physique? Like, I just want to know from a man's standpoint, who's a good guy. Like he's like, Shannon, I want somebody who is not afraid to have fun and eat spaghetti and have a beer and, but also takes care of themselves and is healthy. But he's like, I want to know I can go out and have a conversation with somebody and be mentally stimulated, then mm -hmm. worry about this girl who's like, counting every calorie she's putting in her mouth. Yeah. And I think genuine guys, that's really what, what they want. And when I realized after being married to my best friend for over, I don't know how long it was when I finally retired, but he never cared. He never asked me how I, how much I weighed. He never ever cared about what size I wore. He, we never talked about weight ever. He just didn't care. And I realized he's not going to care if I, don't have a six pack anymore. Like he's just, it's, he cares I'm healthy. He cares I'm taking care of myself, but that's the bottom line. Yeah. And I remember, I remember, so part of my journey also in healing was I remember looking down at my legs when I was like 45 and just things change, you know, you get a little wrinkle, you know, the little wrinkles around my knees. And I remember when one of Martina's office hours, she talked about, you know, you don't have to say, oh, I love my body. I love my body. You don't have to get to that point. Mm -hmm. But just be real. Say, okay, well, I have cellulite. Okay, that's real, but it's not going to end my world. And one of the things that I have is I have wrinkles. I'm almost 50 years old. I have wrinkles around my knees and I have wrinkles around my eyes. And you know what? I mean, I earned those wrinkles. Yes. <laughs> I, I earned these suckers. And again, mm -hmm. you know, when you're with somebody who loves you, they don't, they don't notice that stuff. Mm -hmm. They don't. And I remember asking my husband one time, I said, what do you think? of, you know, women who like, I'll, I'll just say like those, those housewife shows where, where they have a ton of Botox, ton of face work. And I'm not criticizing, but he said, well, if someone's that concerned about how they look, I don't think I'd be really want to spend time with them because that they're all they're concerned about is how they look. But if they have wrinkles, that just tells me they had a happy life. You know, if they have wrinkles around their eyes or their mouth that they had a happy life. I mean, it's, that's real. That's, we're getting older. He's like, he's like, I don't want you looking like you're 25. If I'm going to be 50, <laughs> you know, he's like, I want you to age with me. And, that's you know, you know, well, and a lot of times too, like women will be really concerned that they're not going to lose enough weight by their wedding. And I said, well, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Is your fiance going to dump you if you don't lose weight? No, of course not. They asked them to marry them at the weight that they, that they are when they started the journey because they love them for who they are. And so I'm, still healing that's going on it's never it's going to be a lifelong thing like every now and then I might bump into somebody that I used to train for fitness shows and they might st might still be competing and they might still look amazing but you know what I know the sacrifice that they're going through and I don't want any part of that mm. like I'm okay with it I'm okay having some chocolate I'm okay having a drink I'm okay you know, going for a run instead of having to pound the weights if it's a nice day, you know, because your life is like you said, it's a full time job. And I'm, I'm okay looking a little bit softer if, if I'm going to have more joy in my life. Right. So absolutely. And, you know, to me, that's something that I've really learned as well. You know, when it comes to attracting a partner or significant other, the most beautiful feature on a woman, I think, is her smile and her energy. Right. And yes. people, people see your smile way more than they see your abs. Right. Totally. So that's what I always remind myself. And that's what I always focus on is that, you know, cost 
you know, costs versus benefits of having a six pack versus being happy and healthy. And, you know, you said it really well. It's like, okay, health is still a priority, but it's way more attractive to know that you're focusing on your health than like obsessing over it to an unhealthy degree, right? Because it's just as equally unhealthy to be a certain low body fat percentage as it is to be a certain high body fat percentage, you still run into similar issues. So it really is finding that happy medium and that happy weight. Right. So I also, you know, I want the ladies listening to this podcast to know it's okay to want to lose weight, right? Like we're still technically a weight loss program because we get to a healthy state. Right. And that's what we were really emphasizing. And that's what we're really doing. And we're really focusing on weight loss from a scope of loving yourself towards healthy instead of hating yourself towards skinny. And so as we wrap up today, coach Shannon, do you have any tangible tips or tricks or takeaways for our clients to start healing their journey and really freeing themselves from this obsession? I would really stop and take inventory on your thoughts. So if losing weight or getting quote unquote healthy, and I say quote unquote healthy for a reason, because some people will say, well, it's about health. Well, think about if it if it's starting to fester into every single part of your life, if you're losing sleep over it, if you're stressed about it, if that's all you're focusing on, then most likely it's becoming an obsession yeah. and not a passion. Passion and obsession are two different things. You can be very passionate. I mean, Jen, you're very passionate. Yes, and about- you're committed to, yeah. right? Because, you know, 100%. again- like we're talking about a delicate thing. It's like, we still want our clients to be committed to the percent, but we don't yes. want the program to be your exclusive personality trait. Do we want this to be a big part of your life? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. That's how you're going to get the best results. And you are also in this program because you want to live a life outside of calories in calories out. Sure. Well, I mean, health, I mean, it's a, it's a huge part of my life. I mean, I love to be healthy and I love to take care of myself and, you know, do I always look forward to my workouts? No, I'm going to be real. Like, I'm like, oh man, I'm so tired. I don't want to work out. But like coach Rio says, you, you think about the outcome rather than motivation. It's like, no, you're doing it just like you brush your teeth. You're, you're brushing your teeth because you want to have clean teeth and you like how it feels to have a clean mouth. So mm-hmm. I'm going to work out for the benefit of the workout. But um, you know, and all of us coaches, obviously we do walk the walk, but at the same time, we're, we, we are not obsessed. I used to be obsessed, but, um, that really stole a lot of joy. So, like I said, if it, it there's a different b- difference between passionate and yes, we want everyone in the program to be passionate about the program and passionate about their health. But when it be, when it flips that switch and there's a fine line, when it turns into obsession, you'll know, because then you're no longer happy. And you're striving, you're striving for things that maybe are not attainable immediately. And it can really, if it steals your joy, then you know that you might be crossing that line. Yep. I couldn't agree more. And I really appreciate everything that you've shared today about your Mm -hmm. story. And so ladies, as we wrap up today, you know, reach out. If this is something that you've been struggling with, or you used to struggle with in the past, let us know, let coach Shannon know, let all the coaches know. I know Shannon and I are having this conversation, but obviously whoever your coach is within the program, we're equipped to have these conversations because again, you will always benefit from working on the mindset, the mental and emotional health, just as much as the physical health. We're here to support you. We want to see you succeed and thrive and get all the amazing, incredible things and joys out of this life. So thank you so much, coach Shannon, Mm -hmm. for coming on today and sharing a bit of your story. 
yeah, and sharing your advice. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course, it was my pleasure. So ladies, if you enjoy this episode, send Coach Shannon some love, send her a message on the app, send her a message in Slack, give her a shout out. Stay tuned. You always know on Wednesdays we pod. And in the meantime, squad, always, always, always remember that the best is yet to come.